It's Masters Week here on the Sportsline DFS Podcast, and we could not be more excited. Not only do we get the Masters, but we are bringing you a special bonus this week. I'm Heath Cummings, joined as always by Mike McClure, and this week by a special guest, Chip Patterson. Chip, great to have you on. Oh, Heath, Mike, fellas, this is fun. It's Masters Week. We uh, we just quick turnaround. I I dig it. Absolutely. You can find Chip on the First Cut podcast with Kyle Porter anywhere you find your podcast. Excellent golf podcast. I'm sure they will have all kinds of good content about the Masters this week. I want to start with you, Chip, and let's just talk a little bit about, about Augusta National. What are we looking for from our golfers this week at Augusta? Um, in, in terms of a fantasy perspective, I think that the number one thing is that are you going to be able to pull emotion out of this, right? Like, Because if you're putting together a fantasy team, there is going to be some part of a lot of fans and a lot of fantasy players that are just going to want to have Tiger Woods. I mean, mate, you're just going to want a piece. You're going to want to have a rooting interest when it comes to his return to Augusta. Uh, we saw in 2015 he can come in in not great health and still put together an impressive showing. I think that here – uh, it's going to be fascinating. I think it's one of the biggest storylines in sports all year, and we're going to get to experience it. So can you take emotion out of this? Maybe you don't want any part of it. But if you're going to look for one factor for a golfer that's going to be good at Augusta National in particular, you've got to be able to drive the ball well. And uh, that's where someone like uh, a Phil Mickelson or a Bubba Watson – like they are not necessarily always known for playing well off the tee, but when they do play well, they are in contention and perhaps even win. So you've got to be able to drive the ball. Everybody talks about the putting. I think it's a big time misnomer. So when you're looking at your different golfers and putting together your team, you definitely want to make sure that they are, uh, you know, one of the top half PGA tour in terms of driving accuracy and driving distance. Awesome stuff, Chip. Mike, let's bring you in here and Talk a little bit about lineup construction, the way the pricing's built this week. Are you looking at more of a balanced approach this week, or you want to get a couple of stars in and you have some scrubs you like? I'm definitely looking at more of a balanced approach this week. Uh, just looking at some of the names that you can get when you look at the DraftKings pricing. Uh, you know, Tiger Woods at 10000 is probably as expensive as I'm going to get in like like a cash game lineup uh, because the importance of really getting all of the golfers through the cut here is going to be, you know, it's very, very important the way DraftKings awards fantasy points here. Uh, and you got guys like Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose, Hideki Matsuyama. All of these guys are very easy to get in the same lineup if you take that balanced approach. Uh, so, you know, it's not, there's always more than one way to win in DFS golf. But for me this week, it's certainly going to be a more balanced approach. So two questions, two answers that revolve around Tiger. Not surprising this entire weekend, or at least the first two days, are going to revolve around Tiger. We'll see if the entire weekend does. Let's go over to the odds. And we know that pricing often loosely based on these odds. Rory McIlroy, though, the favorite at 19 to 2 odds, and he's less than $10,000. That is extremely rare. We've got Bubba Watson, the second best odds at 10 to 1. He's only 8,700. So we'll talk about whether that's a great value or not. Two golfers at 11 to 1, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas. We've got Tiger at 12 to 1. I always wonder with Tiger's odds how much of that is influenced by the amount of bets they expect to get and how much is influenced by his actual odds of winning the tournament. Jordan Spieth at 13 to 1, Phil Mickelson 15 to 1, Ricky Fowler 35 to 2. Those are the golfers that have odds of 20 to 1 or better. Chip, who's the one name above that you don't want any part of? I don't want any part of Tiger. I, nice. I, I need to be, I need to be totally free from uh, what I think will happen, which is on Thursday or Friday, I think Tiger Woods is going to go low once. I think 
it is going to be absolute hysteria around Augusta National as all of a sudden he puts together like a 68 or a 69 and just everything melts down. Here at CBS, we're going to need to get new servers because the live blog is going to be going absolutely bananas. Like this is going to be something that's going to drive the golf world crazy. But there's something to be said for like the emotional, um, you know, you need to be able to have endurance with your emotions. And I just wonder, Tiger Woods, with everything that's packed into this, if he's going to be able to put together four consecutive rounds. Do I think he can contend? Yes. Do I think he can win? Yes. I just kind of feel like we're going to see, as we've seen a couple times with Tiger in the last two months or so, is that on Sunday, he just runs out of gas. And he puts himself in position because he's hitting the ball well, but uh, some of those birdie putts end up coming up a little bit short. So I don't want any part of Tiger Woods because while I do think he's going to be so much fun to watch, I don't want to ultimately be counting on him uh, to have that extra gear, particularly if he's going up against uh, a Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth, you know, guys that are almost 20 years younger than him. Okay, Mike. Now, I think that's actually going to be an excellent tournament strategy because we expect Tiger's ownership to be as high as anybody, right? Yeah, I do think Tiger Woods is going to be pretty heavily owned in this event, and I think that he should be. I do not necessarily agree with Chip here. I do think that I will be Good. using some Tiger Woods in my life. Uh, the guy that I want to avoid in this group is actually Justin Thomas. Uh, and that might sound a little weird. You know, he's nine for nine on cuts made this year. Uh, comes in as the second most expensive golfer here. And the reason why is I can't play both Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, most likely, just based on how I'm building my lineups. And I think I would rather take Spieth, knowing how, you know, he's had excellent course history here. I really expect him to kind of return and bounce back and play very well here. I know, you know, he's struggled a lot this season. Uh, I just think that I prefer Jordan Spieth in this matchup here. So I, I don't think that I'll have any Justin Thomas because of the price point. Well, I think yeah, that's I a think, good call, for sure. Yeah, I, think, I think we get more into the game theory there as well, because I would expect Thomas is going to have more ownership than Spieth. I, I do want to ask you, Mike, before we get to the next question, with Rory and Bubba Watson's odds conflicting with where their prices are, do you think that drives up their ownership? And do you think that they actually, the odds or their prices are more representative of where they should be this week? Uh, I think the pricing is a lot better than the odds this week. I think that they're priced pretty appropriately. Uh, what you're seeing with the odds, uh, I kind of wanted to jump in there when you were talking about you always wonder with Tiger's odds if it's really just anticipating public action. I 100% believe that that's what's going on here with Bubba Watson. Uh, he's ha obviously had tremendous course history here. Uh, decent recent form after coming off a win recently. Uh, but I do not think that Bubba Watson is still one of the players that's a top five to ten player on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, I respect what he's done at Augusta, and I obviously he just won. But I don't believe that he's a top five golfer. So I think the price is a lot more appropriate than the odds that are listed for him. Interesting. Okay, Chip, back to you here. Who is your favorite pick that isn't a name that we talked about above of the stopping there at Ricky Fowler at 35 to 2? Who, who are some of the guys you like as long shot winners here? Uh, I like Alex Noren. Uh, Alex Noren's been playing really, really well. He has some experience from college, uh, but really obviously a name that's been coming over from the European tour. Uh, this would be a pick, not necessarily like Danny Willett, uh, where it would be a surprise European player out of nowhere. This is someone who I think can be winning majors in the next three or four years at 40 to one. Uh, why not take a shot at him? Tommy Fleetwood is another name that I think you could package into that same conversation. And my sentimental long shot is Matt Kuchar, who showed us at the open last year, he can still contend and win majors even here in his late thirties. And man, he would be a patron favorite for sure. 
I know that Mike loves hearing Matt Kuchar's name. He's a favorite of this podcast. Mike, who is your uh, favorite not in the top seven or eight there in terms of odds? I mean, I've got several that I really, really like. I mean, when you look at uh, Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose, obviously like those guys a lot here. Uh, but Hideki Matsuyama is really the guy that I think is undervalued here. You know, nobody's really talking about him. Nobody really expects him to win. You know, we, you know, he's going to make the cut, maybe a top 20 finish. Uh, but I really think that Hideki Matsuyama has a good shot at winning this event. I think he's just a solid all around golfer. Again, not a lot of attention on him, no real expectations from him coming into this event. Uh, and I kind of like that for him, just knowing that he can really relax, go out there and play. And I think he's someone that's going to surprise people this weekend. Okay, Mac, I think the lowest price name that we've said so far in this podcast is Kucher at 7,600. Let's say somebody wants to go Stars and Scrubs. Maybe they want to play Jordan Spieth, who we talked about earlier, with Tiger Woods. They're going to need some cheaper golfers. Are there any punt options below $7,000 that you're interested in? Definitely. Uh, my favorite option below 7000 is Kevin Chappell at 6900 uh, you know, he has been nursing an injury, but I do believe that he is healthy and ready to go for this weekend. Uh, so some of the things that I like to look at at Augusta are driving distance and then strokes gain T to green. And Chapel rates very well in both of those metrics. Uh, and you know, just looking at the price point at 6,900, I think that he's probably your best bet for someone that can really put together a few nice rounds. Uh, again, just these metrics that he excels in really match up well with his course. So I think he's the best option if you're looking to kind of jam one of those studs in. You know, Chip, you talked about it earlier with how you thought driving accuracy. Mike's talking about strokes gain, tee to green. And we're just kind of ignoring putting altogether. And I feel like just to the novices that watch the Masters, they think that those greens are a big part of this tournament. Is it just that they are such a big part and affect everyone equally that we ignore putting a little bit more? It's because there's so much more importance on your approach shot and not putting yourself in a bad position. And that's one of the things where Augusta National is so difficult for so many players, particularly their first time playing, is that until you start to realize the the places where you can hit it on the greens and not cost yourself a stroke or two, uh, it's very, very limited, and it only takes experience to be able to start to figure that out yourself. So that, to me is where you you save strokes. It's on your approach shot. It's on making sure that uh, you're in the one part of the green to give yourself a decent look at birdie and not all of a sudden cost yourself uh, a stroke or two because, um, I don't know, the it, it's putting's hard. It looks tough. I don't know the cameras show putts more often than they do uh, anything else on the golf course, and it's dramatic, but I think that you win the Masters from tee to green. That's awesome stuff there. Okay, Mike. The one place we haven't really talked about the mid-range options between 7,000 and 8,500. I know that we like Alex Noren in that range, Deki Matsuyomi. Just butchered that name, but you'll get used to it. 8,400. Who else do you like in that range? Uh, yeah, those guys are definitely my favorite. Uh, but if I'm, I'm picking in that range, I think that you can look at Adam Scott. Uh, you know, again, a guy that rates pretty well. He's long enough off the tee. Uh, strokes gain tee to green. Does pretty well there. Um, I, I think that Scott's someone that you should be considering. Uh, Patrick Reed is kind of interesting. Uh, but really, it's that tier just above it that I'm most interested in. Uh, you know, moving on up, if we can extend that to like someone like Paul Casey. Paul Casey really rates well in every single metric that I'm valuing here, including course history. So I think Paul Casey, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned Bubba Watson at 8,700. 
knowing that we think Bubba Watson might have more ownership and you see the odds there, I it's an absolute no-brainer to play Paul Casey over Bubba Watson for me this well, week. Well, here's the issue, because I've been building a lineup as you guys have been talking. You've given the listeners some great information, and I'm going to try to make money off of it. We've got Jordan Spieth, Alex Noren, Matsuyama, Kevin Chappell, and Paul Casey in the lineup. That only leads 7,400. If you drop down and you put in someone like Adam Scott at 8,000, then you've got 8,200. And Leishman's the only one at that price. Do you have any interest at all in Leishman this week, Chip? Oh, yeah. I call Leishman the big game hunter. Uh, he seems to always show up and, uh, chase down stars. I don't think he, I don't know if he's going to win, but Leishman is one of those one round wonders who I would not be surprised to see, uh, sitting in the top three or the top four at some point during the weekend. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it for all four rounds, but he's good enough and he shows up in these, uh, big spots. So we've got a, a Sportsline DFS podcast lineup of Spieth, Norin, Matsuyama. I get better at that name every time I say it, Chapel, Scott, and Leishman. And, of course, you should always go to Sportsline.com and get Mike's optimal lineup because that's where you're going to get the – that's where you're going to get the goods. And you can get that for just $1 for your first 30 days with the promo code DFS Podcast. Chip, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. It was fun. And as always, remember, you can find Chip on the First Cut podcast with Kyle Porter wherever you find your podcast. You can find us everywhere today. We're going to be back a little bit later with MLB and NBA. Thanks for listening.